Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. never gonna win, nope. trying to make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trying, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path to save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yeah, Choose 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, good morning. Baruch uh, Hashem, Shalom, Israel. In ancient Hebrew greeting, Yahweh Hashem, Yahweh Hashem, to the 12 tribes worldwide. Greetings. Um, hope, hope everybody's week, um, uh, week of tabernacles, uh, feast of tabernacles is going good for them. As we're in our, what is today, our... Third day, our third day of of of, of the feast. Uh, shalom, shalom, shalom. And uh, speaking of that, let me get that announcement out the way. Uh, we invite everybody. Please go to isbhpk.com. Please go to the website isbhpk.com. On isbhpk.com, I see they made some updates that I wasn't aware of. Um, uh, they added a, a new um uh, uh, they added something new to to the to the website, as well as Israelware. Where you can get the latest in, in, in uh, garments for men, women, and children, uh, from headbands, um, um, scarves, uh, tunics, uh, uh, dresses, pants, shirts, uh, uh, give what you need on Israel, Israel Wear. There's a link to Israel Wear uh, here on, on the website. Uh, you can also go to Sweet Ambiance. Uh, Sweet Ambiance uh, provides uh, monetary and job support to ISBHBK uh, by by engineering custom fragrances so everyone of, of your uh, moods can smell great, all right? That's Sweet Ambiance, and they got custom soaps, custom lotions, um, ha- handmade lotions, handmade soaps, um, beard oils, uh, body oils, uh, bath oils and bath bombs and bath salts. Uh, please check out Sweet Ambiance. There's a link uh, on the web page here for Sweet Ambiance. And then something new. Um, uh, um, chosen creations, all right. Chosen creations, uh, which is dedicated to uh, bringing back the beauty of Hebrew Israelite culture. Chosen creations offers custom engraving jewelry, personalized um, home decor, and 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 so forth and so on. Uh, and brothers and sisters, I'm gonna tell you right now the um, uh, custom the the uh, chosen creations. Uh, They've got, they've got, uh, you know, we have uh, men, you know, part of our formal garments. We wear armbands, and these, they're putting together armbands that are actually made out of metal. They're actually metal armbands made out of brass, copper, um, uh, uh, sterling, uh, sterling silver, or sterling steel. The real shiny, uh, bright um, uh, uh, steel, 
and you get engraved on it like your tribe. You can get it engraved on it, the Ten Commandments. You can get your name engra- engraved on them. Um, uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a website now, and you guys should get like like uh, your tribal symbol engraved on, on on the armbands or on a chest chest a, a chest piece if you so choose. You want to get like your earrings. You want to get uh, necklaces. You want to get um, uh, any jewelry. Period. I, I'm I'm not even trying to sell it short. They can hook it up, and then. For the home decor, if you want to get uh, some plaques um, uh, made or get some uh, uh, banners made, uh, that's your spot to go to. Right? That's definitely your spot to go to. So that's Chosen Creations uh, on isbhpk.com. Please go check it out. Do yourself a favor. All right? you, 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 won't be, you won't be sad you did. You won't be sad you did. Uh, and then also on, on the webpage, go into the Feast of Tabernacles. Right? There, there's a, right below everything, you got the pictures. Then you have the, the, the um, uh, Israel Sweet Aviance, and Chosen Creations. Then right in the middle of the page, underneath that, is the Feast of Tabernacles. All right? It says, join us for uh, the upcoming events of the Feast of Tabernacles. And today being Wednesday, um, the third day, I got it right, uh, the third day of the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, you can click that. Uh, there's RSVP. And remember, everybody, um, and I guess, you know what, I, I, I've been announcing it wrong. Please forgive me. I've been, uh, well, let me just keep, 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 it, keep it where it's going. This Sunday, this, this coming Sunday and Monday, uh, to, to, to wind up the Feast of Tabernacles, um, there's RSVP uh, for the uh, Feast of Tabernacles. Let me, let me click this. Let me see what happens. All right. Well, uh, if you click, go to go to the go here. A fish tabernacles for a day seven and eight. There's an RSVP. Go ahead and click that and get, get the invite. Um, the RSVP and the invite to um, the 12, to where we're going to be at uh, for the fish tabernacles. That's one thing I've noticed. Um, even with like IUIC um, and several several events, uh, they've kept the location kind of you know uh, undisclosed. And then um, you have to really be invited. To come to the Feast of Tabernacles. I guess they don't want any any um, uh, rebel rousers to come and, and, and party crash or or just cause a uh, a scene or or and what's supposed to be a, a holy gathering for the for for us as Israelites. Um, but get in touch with uh, 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 the camps um, ISBHBK San Antonio ISBHBK uh, Houston ISBHBK Virginia ISBHBK Norfolk um, and they can definitely um uh let you uh give you the directions and everything of what to gather for uh the future tabernacles okay uh anything else i'm missing and and remember today is not a high, a high holy night tonight is not a high holy night um it's the first the first day and the last day are holy convocations that we treat them as as complete sabbaths now that means no sex no, no boom boom in 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 uh, in the room, okay. On uh, on the first day and on the last day. So with that, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling like like anxious. I'm feeling like like uh, anxious. Okay. Um. With that, I've been trying to get. Um, I've been trying to complete. Uh, this future tabernacle. I'm sorry. See, look at my mind. 
Sending out a special prayer request. Let me let me let me say that also. Let me send out a special prayer request to the brother Gabar Kawa. Um, uh, he he he's he's definitely a little bit under the weather right now. He's fighting it. So asking all all brothers and sisters, you know, listening, uh, please send some prayers up for brother Gabar Kawa. As he as he um some afflictions right now, that, uh, that the Most High might send Michael and Michael and the Archangel the Allahayim and Rapaya Allah to come down to touch and heal and shield and protect the brother and bring him out of, of what he's going through, right? Uh, um, and that the most time I keep his spirit strong as he's going through this, as he brings him through this and everything. So this is a little sp- special uh, shout out for the brother. Um, um, special shout out also, or, or hey, special, why am I saying special shout outs? Shout out, get your head together. Wow, this is crazy. Um, uh, prayer requests also for all, all the sick of Israel. Um, uh, uh, near and dear, far and wide, um, for any afflictions and, and persecutions they might be going through. Um, again, as we're going over this class of the, of the Day of Atonement, uh, remembering that prayer is good with fasting. All right, that if we really want to get the most of attention, uh, to, to, to be attentive to our prayers, it's always good to do it with a fast. Wow, I, I don't know where this is coming from, brother. This is, um, um I've been up since like 4 a.m., uh, but now all of a sudden I just I feel a lot of like anxiety, I feel a, a rush, um, um, uh, like a weird weird energy right now. I'm not sure I'm not sure where it's coming from. I'm not quite sure where it's coming from. But we're gonna push through. We're gonna go ahead and push through and and um, uh, and, and get this done. Um, let me go ahead and pull this up. Uh, Whiskey Barker, while being, being a little bit under the weather today, I will be, um, I'm going to be my own reader. Uh, and uh, just a little, little, little uh, heads up, uh, tomorrow morning, there will not be a blog talk tomorrow morning. Um, I've got some uh, errands, medical errands to run tomorrow from uh, previously, um, uh, uh, what was that word I'm looking for? Engagements that, that we uh, um, um have to, have to have to attend, have to have to really get into. So uh, there will not be a blog talk tomorrow. Um, there won't be a blog talk tomorrow. But we still invite you to please check out ISBHBK YouTube channels, whether it's ISBHBK, again, San Antonio, uh, Houston, uh, uh, Virginia, or Norfolk. All right, please. Uh, please. You know, the teaching is still is still going on. Um, still help out. Uh, still, still, still keep keep your your your, your your candle lit, right? Um, uh, keep your candle lit. Keep oil in your in your candle, as as we're waiting, waiting the return of our Lord and Savior uh, Yahweh Shai. All right, cool. So with that, did y'all catch did y'all catch how the Father show yesterday? Amazing, amazing, amazing. The brother, did a, oh, him and his wife uh, Hasadai are doing a great job. I really like the information they're bringing out. I like the fact that they're bringing out the historical information that that they're going through the scriptures. But they're also backing up with a lot of history and a lot of lot of references, a lot of lot of uh, 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 like the uh, Britannica encyclopedias, um, even going to Wikipedia, going to um, different different uh, atlases and, and bringing up this information to really help us understand the context of what a lot of scriptures are saying. They're doing a beautiful job with that, a great job with that. Uh, we invite you to please check them out um, on www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, matter of fact, if you go to isbhbk.com, 
if you go to isbhpk.com, um, there, there's a link to the uh, Blog Talk Radio Show. Um, you, you can click on it, and it'll bring you straight to our, our page, and it's got all the latest episodes uh, in, in, in chronological order. Uh, you can check it out. Yeah, it, it's there. All right, and it's, uh, yesterday's show was called Ladies First, uh, uh, Prophetesses. And it, it, it's, not, it's not female bashing, all right? It's not female bashing. Even though it can be taken that way. It can't be taken that way. Um, when you realize just how, how, let me say it like this, if I'm trying to, try to slow my mind down before I get into the class. When the scriptures in Revelations, it tells you about Babylon the Great. Matter of fact, I can pull that scripture up real quick also. When we go to uh, Revelations chapter 18 and verse 4, um, as, I, as I pull it up on my phone, it says this. It says this. Going to Revelations chapter 18 and verse 4. And it says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of my people, uh, that you be not partakers of his sins, and that you see not of a place. Matter of fact, let me start at verse, um, verse 1. Revelation 18, verse 1, it says, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven with great power, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a, with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every uh, foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. When we look at the, the term Babylon the Great here in Revelation chapter 18, um, the, the Brother Tazapah has done a, a beautiful series on the three different Babylons, all right, on the three different Babylons that are in the Bible. Um, you, you want to check it out. You definitely want to check it out. It's very scholarly. Uh, very, very historical and very scholarly. He did a very great job of bringing it down. And again, you can access the, those, those shows and those episodes on either www.blogtalkradio.com or through the Our Heart Radio podcast app for um, ISBHBK Bible Talk, uh, the Apple iTunes uh, uh, podcast, uh, radio podcast, again, under uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk, or Google Podcasts, um, ISBHBK Bible Talk, or even Podcast Addict. Um, you, you can go check it out. And it's really called The Three Babylons. Right? He, really, he really goes into that in depth. But in considering what I'm trying to help bring some light to you right now, Revelation 18, verse 2, it says that Babylon the Great is fallen. Being this third and final Babylon, we know the word Babylon means confusion. Right? The very first Babylon was set up by Nimrod at the Tower of, well, well yeah, the Tower of Babel. Right, we, we, we just call it the Tower of Babel. Where we get the word Babylon from is from Bab- uh, Babel, which comes from the Hebrew word Babal, which means confusion. It's like when a baby is talking, an infant is talking, we, we call it what? Babbling. All right? or, or you got uh, somebody who's talking nonsense, you call them a babbling idiot, a babbling fool. All right? that, that, that word Babel means confusion. That word of doesn't make any sense. It's, it's confusing. And if we look at, at, at the, the consciousness or the mindset of the people here in America during this time and the society in, in general is similar to the same society that, that Nimrod has set up at the ancient Tower of Babel and that all nations were gathered together 
uh, speaking one language, it was one world order. All nations were gathered together, um, and they rebelled against God, and they came up with the, the conspiracy uh, to be able to fight against God. And that's what the whole building of the Tower of Babel was about. That if God decided to destroy the earth again with, with, with the flood, even though he already gave Noah the promise and the covenant of the rainbow, which has been hijacked and 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 and, and blasphemed and made ridiculed by being a part of the LGBTQ community. But when God originally gave the rainbow, it was a covenant between him and Noah um, uh, that he would never flood the entire earth again with with water. But we see when Nimrod came back, and his whole mindset was, uh, you're responsible for your own destiny. You're responsible for your own fate. That that um, don't leave it up to a god or 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 anything like that. But you're responsible for your own happiness. And uh, basically, you know, do as you will. Um, the only law is there is no law. That if it makes you happy do it and whatever it might be if you want to eat it you want to taste it you want to drink it um you want to feel it if, if, if just you, do you that was the original um understanding of, of of babylon that nimrod set up to where he had so many people influenced and following him with this with, with with this concept to where they said cool now we're gonna build this 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 tower up to heaven in case god decides um he's not happy with what we're doing and, and he wants to decide to destroy us that we're going to build this tower so we don't be scattered, so we can be all one, and we're going to choose our own destiny, our own happiness. Obviously, the Lord came down, and that's when the Lord um, um, separated languages. And he gave, gave everybody uh, different languages because we came together and conspired against him. That was the original Babylon. And from, from the, the, all the different languages, that were, uh, all different people that were gathered together in this one place uh, with their, their minds committed towards their own personal happiness putting themselves first, and that what God wanted. That that's why that place is called uh, uh, Babel, or the, the original first Babylon. We had the second Babylon, which was under Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the Babylonian uh, Empire, around 586 B.C. And then now this, this third Babylon, um, which is called Babylon the Great. And we, again, focusing on the word Babylon, meaning confusion. Um, one of the greatest confusions about America is, one, if we look at at, at some of the things that was done in uh, Nimrod's Babylon and even Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon was the bringing of all nations together as one. That everybody, you forsake your culture, you forsake your, uh, um, your ancestors' uh, way of doing things, and we're all going to become one, united together as one in a great big melting pot. And we're seeing that that's what happened in the, in the, Nim, the Babylon with Nimrod and we see that happening here in America as well. Um, America also one, one of America's nicknames being what the Great Melting Pot, where you have all nations gathered together here. Like no other place on the planet Earth is like America, where you literally can find communities of every single race, every single citizenship, every single nationality that the Earth has gathered together in one place, and everybody is is practicing their 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 culture, they're, 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 they're holding their way of doing things, that, that whatever they worship or serve, whatever they eat, whatever they do, that in this, this liberal place that's supposed to be, you know, the freedom of religion, you can literally do whatever you want here in America. 
You can literally do whatever you want here in America. And you have all nations gathered here in America speaking their own languages like in ancient Babylon the Great, in the ancient Babylon. So when we look at here in Revelation chapter 18 and verse 2, and it says, um, and he cried with mightily with a loud voice, with a strong voice saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils. We know the word devil means deceiver. Right? The word devil means deceiver. And again, there's, these like breadcrumbs or, 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 or clues, even like forensic clues, um, uh, leading you to understanding what place this is talking about. That Now, we just go from like a, 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 a religious Catholic uh, church viewpoint. We might think that this, that this is going to be someplace in hell, um, for, uh, uh, Dante's Inferno, that, that we all have kind of picture about what hell might be like, that the, there's fire and brimstone, and there's actually a, a, a horned beast uh, with, with a tail and a, a pitchfork who's painted red, like, the hot, like on the hot sauce bottle, and that this is what it's referring to. But no, that's not what it's referring to. A devil, again, is somebody who is a deceiver. This uh, thing with the word devil, and literally one of the definitions for the actual word devil is a deceiver. And one of the greatest deceptions that's taking place in America is the, really the, the promoting of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, being Caucasian, and that the people of the Bible are Caucasians, and that the Jews are Caucasians, and that all black people are the same, no matter where they come from, that if you're black or have you, you have melanin, uh, we're, we're all the same, but yet Caucasians are, are different nationalities. These are some of the deceptions, and if we look at, at all the different atheist movements, but, but yet there's a belief in money, there's a belief in education, there's a belief in the power of um, attraction, there's a belief in the power of superstition, or, or whatever it might be, um, that it, it can be practiced here in one, in one place on the planet Earth, which is definitely America. Um, so it so that this place has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit. That for everything that God calls foul, that everything that God calls wrong, that you can find those things being practiced here in America under freedom of religion, under what's called uh, uh, being a liberal, that you can, you can literally partake in whatever type of particular lifestyle or, or vice or uh, whatever might just tickle your fancy. You can, take, you can do it here in America, that this place promotes it like no other place on the planet Earth. Every foul spirit from, again, the, the, the promoting of the LGBTQ, um, uh, I don't even want to call them a community, but a movement or, or thing that, that people are caught up into. Um, me and my wife were just checked out yesterday a, tic, a TikTok um, post where starting in, in New Zealand they are some judge just passed the age of consent for sex for 12 year olds that now a 12 year old can now consent to sex and in, in the court case it was a 45 year old man who was, was, was going, going to court and having sex with a 12-year-old girl, and it was passed that, yes, yeah, she was of the age for cons- of c- to give consent 
to have consensual sexual relations with a 45-year-old man. And it was legalized. And we're seeing that these type of things, is that was in New Zealand, but you know it's coming to America. The, the, the freedom of religion, the land of the free, the home of the crazy, that, that, that's going to come here. That, 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 that's, it's not too far away. And the legalizing of, of all types of, of, of marijuana, cannabis, mushrooms, uh, psychedelics, that it's, it's not going to be, too, not gonna be too, too, too far until it's going to be accepted, just like the LGBTQ. It's funny that at one time, to be a homosexual was, was considered a mental disease, that you had a mental disorder to be a homosexual, to, be, to have, have uh, uh, feelings or affections towards the same sex. And now for it to be, to be uh, legalized and promoted as if it's an actual community or, or a citizenship or a race or nationality, that's confusing. That's a bunch of, of madness. And wow, just thinking about it, America's already pr- promoting um, with this LGBTQ thing that if a man identifies as a woman but still has uh, male genitalia, that he's allowed in public schools, that he's allowed to go into the, the, the female bathroom and use the bathroom with other females where, where, where the females are because he identifies more with being a female than just being a male, even though he might have male genitalia. Now, damn, if we couple that with now, it, when, if it gets, when it gets to the point that they're going to say that the, the age of consent for sex is going to be 12 years old. So if, if a, a, a male goes to the female bathroom and he might be over 18, then that, that, and he actually rapes or has sex with a, with a, a 12-year-old girl, that that would no longer be considered statutory rape. That it's going to be, that's going to be something that's consensual with, with, with the, again, the legalizing of, of, of marijuana and, and, and vape pens, all this type of stuff. Um, what, what kind of a mental capacity, what kind of mental states are people going to be in? And you can see in America, it's not going to be too far away, that they're already putting um, tampons in, 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 in female bathrooms and male bathrooms and trying to force people to um, change pronouns to fit how a person feels to what they identify with. And they're doing this stuff, quote unquote, legally. That just how far is this going to go? How, how, how far is this going to go? Again, in agreeing with what the scripture says, or it was prophesied that there's going to be a place on earth that's going to be the cave, that's going to be the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. An unclean hateful bird is something that's an abomination. That's, that's just a, a metaphor for identifying something that God finds abominable, that God, that God finds disgusting, that, that God finds immoral, that God definitely finds wrong. But there's a place on earth that's promoting everything that God hates as a lifestyle. Uh, the freedom of choice, the freedom of religion, the freedom of, of if it feels good, do it. 
and there's no other place on the planet Earth like America that will actually not have, have, have a police force set up to protect people's rights to, to partake in, in all these different type of things. Um, and, and yet puts on, the, uh, on, the, on their money in God we trust. And yet put on, on their money in God we trust. And yet has the, the, the president actually swearing on the Bible. When they put the Bible down and now we're going to be judged by man-made laws and um, man-made statutes and man-made mandates. That's just, that's a bunch of confusion. That's definitely a bunch of confusion. So I'm bringing all this up as I was talking about Tata Files show yesterday, that it is, it is, it is titled, the, one, the show he just did yesterday, it is titled um, Ladies First, Prophetesses. And where it would seem like it's female bashing, or even some of the words that had to be used yesterday, uh, it's crass or it's, it's uh, toxic masculinity. You know, that living in, in America, and seeing that a lot of things that, that, that are, are, are um, condoned in America actually have ancient origins, actually have ancient um, uh, idolatries and ancient pagan worship going, going all the way back to the beginning of time, right? going all the way back to the beginning of time, to when now in, in this present same world that we live in, uh, like what was quoted yesterday, St. John chapter 4, verse 22, uh, we worship, we know not what. There's a lot of things that we observe and that we pass off as just everyday normal living that really is, when we come back and go through these scriptures and we come back and, and, and read, actually read the Bible, we find out that, that a lot of the lifestyle choices and, and a lot of things that are offered and just done as everyday American living, everything goes against God, that it is totally against God. And it's, it's heavily promoted. So, and coming from that type of, uh, you come from a background where, I mean, you really have only been baptized with the American system of thinking, with the American consciousness, uh, to come back and actually read the Bible and go back over the class the brother went over yesterday, him and his wife went over yesterday, it, 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 it's going to be, a, it could be a hard pill to swallow. It could be a hard pill to swallow. But one thing that, that I would like to give the brother credit for and acknowledge him for in the spirit of Christ uh, and the Most High is that all the historical um, um, uh, records and references that he, does, that he does pull out um, to help us, help, help us take this picture of, of God's righteousness and help, and help us paint this picture of how much we've been polluted. With that, brothers and sisters, I'm going to ask everybody to go to Isaiah chapter 47 and verse 6. Right, and Isaiah chapter 47 and verse 6. Um, this, this chapter is referring to, believe it or not, here it's called the virgin daughter of Babylon. When you read verse 1, um, in verse 1 it reads, from Isaiah chapter 47, verse 1, it says, come, come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. And here we have another reference to Babylon, but it's talking about the, the daughter of Babylon, whereas in Revelation 18 and 2, it was Babylon the Great. Here we're seeing it in Isaiah 47, is the virgin daughter of Babylon, meaning this is, this is the birth. This, this God is referring to a place that, that resembles ancient Babylon, um, but he calls it the daughter, all right? Uh, and that whereas this place has been exalted 
kind of kind of still matching what was said in Revelation 18 verse 2, where it says, Babylon the Great is fallen and is fallen. That here, this is a prophecy about the same thing. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Uh, sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans. For thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. There was a time when America was untouchable. That after the, after the the three wars that really established the American continent, the uh, the War of Independence, uh, when, when America fought England and gave basically the uh, the East Coast, the original thirteen colonies, and, and gave America basically the uh, the East Coast. Then we have the uh, uh, the French and Indian War, which gave us the Louisiana Purchase from Napoleon, which pretty much gave us the uh, the mid the Midwest, all right. Um, so now we had uh, the East Coast established. Then with the the, the uh, French and Indian War, that pretty much gave America uh, the Midwest, and then the Spanish American War, uh, which pretty much gave America the West, right? Um, and established America as the the continental uh, place of America. But since those those wars took place to establish America, the American um, home front, there have not been any actual wars on the land that actually touched the continental United States. That every war since then, whether it was Vietnam, Korea, whether it's been uh, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Dennis Stone, Dennis Shield, uh, whether it's been uh, Operation Freedom over in, uh, in, in Africa or, or what have you, that all the wars that the Americans have ever engaged in or, or, or conflicts, they've all taken place away from American shores. Now, no actual military warfare has taken place here in the American shores. It's been a virgin. It's been untouched. That every war has been fought overseas. Um, we have, besides, you know, things like the war on drugs and the war on illiteracy or what, what have you, but every foreign war has always been fought, fought on foreign lands. It's, they have not been fought here in actual America. So the Lord is, is, is saying, since the, America has, has risen, it's been a virgin that that there have been no wars that have actually been fought here in America. Like we we can turn on the news and we can see what's going on in Ukraine with Russia uh, fighting, um, uh, uh, taking back Ukraine to do what, what they're doing. You can see in the news where that's taking place. You can, we can see in the news where that 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 is actually happening, and, and they're filming it. And you see the, the warfare in the streets. That's not been taken. That scene has not happened here in America. Not with a foreign, a foreign um, uh, invader or, or a foreign country uh, engaging in warfare here in America. Right? Uh, we can look at pictures of the Middle East. If it's Palestinians fighting the, the Arabs or, or the Arabs fighting the Jewish people, we get those pictures of those wars, tanks going through the streets, um, and it looks like a, a, a war zone. We can see pictures of those things of actual war, warfare taking place in other countries, other lands. If, it, if it's uh, the Falkland Islands, uh, um, Ireland, or, or what have you, that we can see these things taking place in, in other countries, um, in other places. But for all the wars, America and uh, the conflicts um, uh, that America's been involved with, involved with, none of them have ever came actually touched the shores and been actually fought here in America. That has taken place. So 
again, it's another clue, another reference as, as far as the prophecy about this place that is called now the virgin daughter of Babylon, the daughter of the Chaldeans. It said the Chaldeans. We know the Chaldees were known for their uh, being called magicians in ancient times. Um, today's modern magicians would be, it would be known for the technology, yeah, for the things they were able to present and, 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 and make happen, the quote-unquote miracles, almost like magic, uh, that they would be able to, to perform, that whereas in ancient times they were called magicians, today the word has been replaced with te- technology, that now through technology, look at what's able to be done, that just like even now, um, we can talk to one another, wherever you might be at, you can hear me talking to you, whether it's live, uh, as if you're sitting in the same room with me, or it's being recorded to where it can be picked up now and listened to at, at another date. Uh, we can look at some of the movies that's being produced where, remember y'all, the word Hollywood, um, that's not a coincidence or just the name they just, uh, just picked up, a random name they just picked up. Remember the word Hollywood, Hollywood is actually the wood that's used for magicians, um, uh, uh, what do they call it, damn thing? Um, the Harry Potter wand, a magician's wand. That the, the, the magician's wand is actually made, that's, that's supposed to be Hollywood. Then that's why Hollywood is, is what it is, where you have all these movies produced that give the image or give the, the impression or, or the illusion of, of if it's flight, of it's monsters, if it's, if it's uh, uh, 40,000 meters uh, leagues under the sea, if it's uh, Thanos fighting the Avengers, if it's uh, Wakanda, what have you, that cast this spell, this delusion, that it seems real, that it seems, I mean, so vivid that it really seems real. And nobody's producing movies like what's produced in America. Um, that America gets, gets worldwide box office um, uh, proceeds. You don't, you don't hear about too many um, uh, Korean uh, made movies and Korean movie stars being recognized here in America, and that Americans are, are going to the box office offices, lining up and, and paying the money to watch a Korean made movie, or to watch a hell an English movie, or to watch a Swedish movie, or to watch a a, a movie uh, produced in in, uh, in Somalia with Somalian actors or what have you, to where there's a worldwide premiere. <clears throat> Not like was done from 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 the capital here in America, uh, here in quote-unquote Hollywood. Again, giving reference to like the Chaldeans with the magicians and how they make, make illusions and make things appear. There's, there's no place like this place, right? From what is the technology that, that, that happens here in America, it, it, it's just like the ancient Chaldeans, which we're known for, them, for, for their magic. But jumping out to verse 6 now, going to Isaiah chapter 47 to verse 6, and it says, uh, I shall read verse 5, as I just seen that, verse 5. It says, Set thou silent and get thee into, into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called the Lady of Kingdoms. And again, at one time, America was untouchable. Nobody would have ever thought to want to raise up or come against the great America. Uh, um, even from World War One and World War II, um, Hitler, the, the closer the Japanese got, was Pearl Harbor. That, they never made it to continental United States. 
right? The closest they got was Pearl Harbor. And again, and since then, then once America dropped the nuclear bombs, nobody was ever trying to come and mess with America, seeing what, what, what would happen. Once they dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, forget about it. This place was untouchable. That when, when Hitler, uh, the, the German regime finally fell, that everybody went in there and, and was, was, was grabbing whatever they could. The Russians was grabbing um, scientists and money. America was grabbing scientists and money. That it was about, we're going to get the technology and the things that he was working on and, and take it to our different countries and, and, and prosper from it. But America has not been touched. Um, it's that lady. It's like, it's, it's like you, you, you never fight a lady. You don't touch a lady. Uh, America the Great. Um, you, have, you have nations still trying to get to America from, from immigrants. And I'm not just referring to those from South and Central America or the Caribbean islands. I'm talking about Europeans fighting and wanting to get over to America to partake in the American dream, to, to partake in the American lifestyle of, 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 of the perceived riches and glory and, and, and money and wealth uh, that, that America uh, has that everybody's it's ideal to come and want to be an American. All right. So um, it says that this place is no longer going to be called the Lady of Kingdoms. Verse six, it says, I was wroth with my people. I have polluted mine inheritance and given them into thine hand. And thou didst show them no mercy. Upon the ancient hast thou very heavily laid thy yoke. That since we've been here in America, whether it was the, as we just came out of, out of uh, Colonizer's Day, otherwise known as Columbus Day, uh, from when they first came here and started colonizing, the first time they came over here and coughed uh, with, with germ warfare uh, and, and killing people, and then the, the, the malicious dispersing of, of smallpox uh, to, to, to commit genocide uh, against millions of, of, of so, so-called Native Americans, which are really the, it's really the tribe of Gad and, and Reuben, um, uh, uh, the ten half tribes, I'm just saying like that, coming and spreading their diseases and spreading their their their, their filth and their germs, um, and, and killing off people purposefully under germ warfare. Um, that it's God is saying that they've polluted His inheritance, and the one thing we've been polluted with is the lies that this place is pushed, especially through its religion, through, its, through American politics, through American um, uh, education, through American doctrines, through uh, American laws, that our minds have really become polluted with this American way of thinking to where, again, there's a lot of things that we do today that we think is, is nothing that we pass off as as, as it's just, it's just living. This is who I am. It's the American lifestyle. It's just, it's, I'm just, I'm just doing me. I'm just being me. That we don't realize that a lot of these, 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 these mental conditioning and the mental programming that's taking place on a psychological level, on a subconscious level, we're not, we're not who we are. We, we, our minds have been polluted. We have really been polluted. And this is one reason why Christ now said this. Please join me going to St. John chapter 15. If we understand in Isaiah 47, verse 6, God is saying that since we've been in the hand of Americas, of Caucasians, that our minds and our spirits have been polluted, that we don't see straight, we don't, that, that a lot of things that God calls abominable, a lot of things that God can't stand, 
we have, we have learned to accept it as just everyday living. That we learned to accept it as just that's just the way it is, and some things are never going to change unless that's a strong way. That we really have adopted these things into our lifestyle. These these things that God cannot stand. We accept it and we live it every day to where it is it's nothing to us. And now for it to be brought to our attention that a lot of these things that we do are wrong in the eyes of God. For many of us, that's just it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a mind melt. It's a it's a it's a, it's a uh, it's almost caused for a nervous breakdown. Like, what do you mean that that what me and my family have been doing for generations is wrong? What do you mean by me thinking this way and being this way and acting this way that in the eyes of God is wrong? This is the American way. How are you going to make it if you don't do it this way? That that there's nothing wrong with it. You aren't you being a little extreme? Aren't you being a little extreme? I thought you had your own mind. I thought I thought I thought you had your own 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 thoughts, own spirit. How are you gonna let a book control you that way? That okay, that was good for Bible times, but this is 2022. We're living in, in, in modern times. We have to adjust to how things are done now. So we've adopted a lot of these type of mentalities to where our minds have really been polluted. That's why Christ had to say this here in St. John chapter 15 and verse three. St. John chapter 15 and verse three says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. That now, now from us actually getting God's words that are recorded in the Bible, that are recorded hundreds of, uh, hundreds of years ago, if not thousands of years ago, that now instead of somebody just telling us or it's just the, the norm of, of society, that now we can back and we actually see that we can read God's word, actually see God's word and read God's word, and now we can start to clean our minds up. That's why it also says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, I'll get that real quick. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26. Um, in Ephesians chapter 5, 5 verse 26, it says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That now we might be sanctified. And we know the word sanctified, again, it means to cleanse. That we might be sanctified and cleansed with the washing of water by the word. That now the word is like water to wash our minds from the filth, the pollutions that, that we've been taught, that we've accepted, that have been, that been passed down to us, um, again, on a subconscious level that this is just how it is this is how we are this is how we while we've done things that this is uh us trying to survive and i again i don't see nothing wrong with it but now we're able to come back to the word and now let our minds and our spirits now start to get a watching start to get washed in with, with the truth being being actually baptized not actually being dipped in water but now letting god's word not just some gospel songs not just some gospel sayings but not actually letting god's word Cleanse our minds, cleanse our spirits. Go to St. John chapter 17 and verse 17. St. John chapter 17 and verse 17. Again, this, these are the words of Christ. Sanctify them through the truth, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now, when we read St. John the 17th chapter, this is Christ making a prayer to the Father for the disciples because he was about to be crucified. And he's praying that God would be with his disciples, again, the disciples, the word disciple means students. He's, Christ is praying 
that his students, the ones that are actually following him, that as we're still going to be in this world, while well, well, he has to go be crucified, come back after three days, and then go back up to the Father, that we're still going to be stuck in this world. And that there's going to be a lot of temptations. There's going to be a lot, a lot of persecutions. There's going to be a lot of afflictions that's going to try and stop the true followers of Christ from following Christ to get us to follow all the different traps and religions and lies and temptations and doctrines and educations that are totally wrong. So here in this prayer, the things on definitely the whole 17th chapter, Christ, or who we call Yahweh Shai, is asking the Father to, in verse 17, <clears throat> sanctify them through thy truth. Cleanse them through thy truth. Then he goes on and explains what is the truth that we need to be cleansed by. Thy word is truth. That God's word is the truth. Right? That God's word is the truth. And not only is it God's word the truth, because a lot of people swear that they hear God's word. But let's go to Psalm chapter 119 real quick. And verse 142. Because a lot of people swear that from the dreams they have and from, from that, that I swear to God, God told me this. I swear on my, my mother. I swear on my baby's eyes. I swear on this, that, and the third. Um, and it, you swear that from a, a feeling you have from a superstition you might have that you're following God. But when we come to Psalms chapter 119, verse 142, the book of Psalms, the 119th chapter of Psalms, and the 142nd verse, it says, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Meaning, I love what this is saying. Essentially, brothers and sisters, God's righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Is an everlasting righteousness. Let me slow down. I'm getting, getting excited. Psalm says in 119, verse 142, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. What God has determined to be right is going to be is everlasting. It doesn't change. From what God said was right from the very beginning, in quote-unquote Bible times, God still says it's still right here in the year 2022. God's righteousness doesn't change. What, what he said was right back then, applied back then, and it still applies now to what God says is right. His God's righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. God's righteousness doesn't change. If he said it was wrong back in the days of Adam, it's still wrong here in the days of, of, of Joe Biden. It's still wrong. If he says it was right back in the days of Adam, then what God says is right is still right here in the year 2022. God's righteousness does not change. What God says is right is still right. No, at no time does it change or has it changed. So Psalm says it, the 119th Psalms and the 142nd verse, one more time, says thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy law is the truth and God's law is the truth. So when Christ came in and said, sanctify them through thy truth, 
St. John chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. What's going to cleanse and sanctify us? What's going to get our minds, our, our minds right with God? God's truth. Now, what is God's truth? God's law. God's way of doing things is the truth that now we're going to be cleansed with, that now we can be cleansed. Let's check this out, verse 104. Give me two seconds. Is verse 9. Same chapter, the 119 Psalms, now verse 9. The 119 Psalms now and verse 9. And it reads, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? So if we want to be cleansed, it asks the question, so how does the man cleanse his way? If God says we've been polluted, either, either God's lying or we're lying, if we say we ain't, we ain't been polluted. That if we, we can like to say that there's nothing wrong with the way I think, there's something wrong with the way you interpret the Bible. There's something wrong with the way you read the Bible. That according to how I feel or what I think or what I get from it, I don't see nothing wrong with it. And, and uh, for that time period, what was going on back then, that applied then, but that don't apply to me now because this is how I feel about things right now. How does a person cleanse their way? How does a young man cleanse his way? Again, I'm in Psalms chapter 119, 119 Psalms, and verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. That if I really want to cleanse my way, if we want to get right with God and do, do God's righteousness, then, then we have to do what? Take heed to his word, to his law, to his truth, by being washed by his word, washed by his truth, washed by what he says, washed by his law. Having our minds washed, where our minds and our spirits and our consciousness have been polluted by this, this, great, this great place of Babylon the Great, this place of, of the virgin daughter of Babylon, um, America, that we have been polluted. And, and, and now God has given us the time, this grace, and in his great mercy, he's given us time now to actually hear his word, learn his word, and now cleanse our ways to actually repent and actually get right with him, okay? That's why we're doing things like now, you know, the Day of Atonement. I think now we're presently within the Feast of Tabernacles, that we're trying to rehearse those righteous acts, Judges chapter 5, verse 11. We're actually trying to rehearse the righteous acts of God to start to get things right, back right with God, to get on his level. When I say his level, not, not, obviously we can't attain to God's level, but get on the same page as him. Then to stop being rebellious, stop being stubborn, stop being um, uh, being ruled by my emotions and being ruled by how I feel and being ruled by by uh, what I've learned from my parents, what what society has pushed and taught and and and, and peer pressured me into. Then now we can be cleansed with God's word. And and Saint uh, John chapter verse thirty two, and you should know the truth, meaning what God's word meaning what? God's law, that we should know the truth, and the truth should do what? The truth should set us free, all right? Free from, from, from the pollutions that we've been taught that are everything abominable and hateful and disgusting 
to the Lord God right? and to his son, uh, who the world calls Jesus Christ, who we call Yahweh Shai. So with that, uh, I'm going to use that as a segue to go ahead and jump into uh, the continuation, hopefully the end of uh, this, this series I'm going into, I've uh, been dealing with, as far as the Day of Atonement. Uh, this is part six, uh, true, true, true and False Fasting. That as we're dealing with the Day of Atonement, um, you can go back and check out the, the Day of Atonement series uh, that, that I've been doing. They're all in chronological order. Uh, you go to www.blartalkradio.com. Uh, uh, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. A list of episodes come up. You, you can see them right there. If you're listening in on the iTunes um, Apple podcast, again, you, you'll see the list of episodes. You can go back and check them out. Uh, the past 300 episodes, they're in chronological order. You can do the same thing with uh, under, do the same thing with iHeartRadio uh, podcast um, under the ISBHBK Bible Talk. Uh, same with Google Podcast, ISBHBK Bible Talk um, uh, podcast for the past 300 shows, 300 episodes, they're on there. <laughs> so we've been covering the Day of Atonement, and we've covered uh, uh, why we fast for the Day of Atonement. Uh, that it's about us afflicting our souls. Um, humbling, uh, humbling our souls uh, for one particular day, and that that particular day is a fast. Now, the David told me to get things back right with God, has, something has to be sacrificed. Something's got to be sacrificed. Um, and that would, would, would be, uh, that was the fast that, that was required. All right? Um, and then we, went, we, we run through the, the why is the fast for the David told me the different types of fasts that there are. Um, uh, and that prayer is good with fasting. We, we, we've covered all those, those, those aspects. But now we want to get to and really making things right with God and really making an atonement. And remember the word atonement meaning being at one. Coming together where there was a division, there was a divide, there was a separation, um, there was a schism. Now to heal that schism and get, get things back right with God, that there's going to require on our part uh, some type of sacrifice. It's, it's going to require on our part some type some type of, of, of affliction. Um, we're going to give up something if we want to get God's attention. Uh, we, we, we want to get there's got to be some type of of, of of sacrifice, and it starts with just the food and water sacrifice for David Atonement. but Again, as we, we went through the series, there's a music fast you can go into. There's a sex fast uh, that you can go into. There's an alcohol fast uh, that can be partaken in. There's a um, uh, cosmetic fast that, uh, that we're not cutting our hair. We're not cutting our beards. Um, women, obviously, you're not putting on, uh, doing anything for, for the cosmetic looks or what have you. That I'm going into this to show that I'm being separated to God, that I'm only worried about how God sees me. I'm not worried about how the world sees me. But these might be some of the things that, that are controlling people and have a real, real hold on, on their minds and on their spirits and, and how, how they're affected. We're going to see a different type of fast. But I want to get now into this. I started this, this on Monday. I want to complete this uh, today. We're going to the book of Isaiah chapter 58. Right? We're going to the book of Isaiah chapter 58. Um, I'm going to read verses 1 or 2 again. 
from Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. It says, cry aloud and spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. In order for us to be shown our sins, first off, we have to understand what sin is. All right? Let's go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. First John chapter three and verse four. All right. In reading first John chapter three, verse four, it says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Here we have a biblical definition, a biblical precept, a scripture that's defining what sin is. All right? Sin is when we break God's law when we transgress the law. If we break or transgress God's law, that is what makes sin. So, coming back now to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1, coming back to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1, it says, Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sin. That, yeah, God, God is requiring the watchman to cry aloud. Don't spare anybody's feelings and lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people where they've been going against my law, where they've been breaking my law. When I say my law, I'm referring to God's law, God's commandments, God's way of doing things. Show them the, the, the depth of the pollution that we've been immersed in, the depth of the sewage of, of, of morals, the depth of the, the sewer of of of, of all this right that we've been immersed in, that we have literally been back, that we're drowning in the filth of, of this society, the filth of this world, of what God calls filthy, of what God cannot stand, that we're committing a lot of these, doing a lot of these things, even above our own conscience, of being, <coughs> being above our own, our own foreknowledge, that we really don't understand or, or realize the depth of what our enemies, God's enemies have done to, to, to have us believe in the American lifestyle. Whether I'm a conservative, whether I'm a liberal, whether I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a Democrat Republican, whether I'm, 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 uh, I don't vote, uh, whether our people come from atheists um, um, or, or college graduates or high school graduates or high school dropouts or whatever it might be, that the level and depths that have been given to us to depart from the Lord God of our fathers and departing by, by, by um, observing uh, religions, by upholding and learning the standards that might, be, uh, might come from a college, uh, from a union, or from the, from the streets, uh, and trying to be entrepreneurs, what have you, that, again, we've been very heavily polluted, and we don't realize the type of sins that we're committing, the type of transgression, the things that we, that we do against God that have very heavy uh, pagan origins that we, are, that we have not become aware of. Reading on verse 2, it says, yet, yet, yet they seek me daily and to let you know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the, the ordinances of justice. Uh, they take delight in approaching to God. Now, behind this scripture, uh, we're, we're going to go to Romans chapter 10.
Now, I'm reverse two again. It says, yes, they seek me daily. Every day, we ask God for God's help. Whether it, it, you might get in an accident and you scream, oh, God, oh, my God, OMG. Um, every day, we're, 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 we're seeking uh, justice for, for, for an offense that might have been committed personally against us as, as, as individuals. Um, we might ask for, for, for justice for, for um, some type of police brutality. We might ask for justice towards some type of, 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 of injustice um, that we feel personal about, that we've been offended about, um, but we feel that we have, we've not been considered, we're not being um, uh, uh, recognized as humans or as American citizens, and we demand justice. So the Lord is saying here, first off, when we look at verse one, he said, first off, you got to show my people the transgressions. Show us where we keep going wrong with God. Don't, don't keep, show us that the things that we partake in are wrong. Our perception has been thwarted, throwed, is defiled, is wrong. And she has, in verse two, yet they seek me daily. But every day we're, look, we're looking for God, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in some type of, 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 of salvation, save me from this problem, save me from that problem. Um, so I, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to drink, I'm going to have sex, I'm going to stream um, uh, movies, uh, porn, games, anime. Now I'm going to find some type of escape for all the things that, I, that I'm suffering, for all the things I'm going through. I'm, 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 I'm going to be a foodie. I'm going to find comfort somewhere. I'm going to find some type of comfort for what I'm going through. It says, yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. That a lot of times we act like we're doing right by God because we have not really been taught about God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We have not really been taught the truth about our power, about our God. And we go and we try and find the, the, the other avenues to happiness, the other avenues to a happy life. And we're doing right by the standards of a kingdom. Let me get that scripture real quick also. Hopefully this will help bring some edification. Uh, we go to Amos, chapter 9 and verse 10. Give me one second, y'all. One second. Then we'll also pull the scripture. I was right there. Amos chapter 9, verse 8. All right. I'm going to reverse 10 first. I'm going to reverse 10 first. It says, bear me just one second, brothers and sisters. As we just read Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1, and also verse 2, the Lord God has commanded the watchmen, the prophets, and servants to show our people and ourselves our stance and things that we've been doing wrong. So that now we, that now we have time to start to correct the things that we've been doing wrong. 
the things that we pass off as just everyday American living that is really wrong in the eyes of God. Then now we can start to correct these things. We can start now doing things the right way. We can be cleansed from the pollution and from the, the filthiness that we, we've been immersed in for generations, that we learn from our parents, that they learn from their parents, who learn from their parents, who learn from their parents, who learn from their parents. Yeah, we've been immersed in, in, in this filthiness, all right? But we got to first see it. Don't they tell you that the first, the first step in solving a problem is you have to admit you have one? You got to see that there's an issue. You got to see that there is a problem. You have to confess that, yes, there is a problem, that now you can be ready to receive the solution. So we got to be shown where we've be, where we been going wrong against God. So it says, show my people their sins. Now, in Amos chapter 9, verse 10, the book of Amos chapter 9, verse 10, it says, all the sinners of my people shall die by the sword. So this is what we, 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 we were trying to get ready for that. Just like in ancient Egypt, there was a rise and a fall. Just like ancient Babylon, there was a rise and a fall. Just like with the Greeks, there was a rise and a fall. Just like the Assyrians, there was a rise and a fall. For every nation and kingdom, there's been a rise and a fall. That we're definitely in the 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 the, the downward spiral of the current kingdom that we're in. That no, it's not going to go up. This kingdom is not going to go up. It's going down. All right. That again, from the the, the moral standards, the um, uh, the economies, the. Uh, uh, it, it, it's on a down. It, it, it's going down. When Donald Trump becomes the president, you know this place is it, it, it's on its last legs. And then Joe Biden, for real, we're definitely this place is definitely on its last legs. So it says, "All the sins of my people shall die by the sword." Which say the evil shall not overtake nor prevent us. That America's gonna come up with a solution. The government's going to come with an answer, and we can continue in the American lifestyle. We can continue in, and when I say the American lifestyle, that if you're a thug from the streets, that you continue being that thug in the streets, that you're going to find a way. You're going to be that hustler. You're going to be that, that, that villain. You're going to be that goon, that goblin, that alien. That you're going to do what it is you got to do in, in the environment that you're used to, and you're going to survive. If you're that, that, that corporate brother or sister, that, you know, you're not in the streets, but you, you're in the corporate world, and you're going to do whatever it takes, um, living in, in your gated community, driving your, your, your uh, uh, if it's the Mercedes-Benz or, or if it's the, the Maserati, or you're driving the, um, uh, the Maybach or the Rolls-Royce, that you, you, you got your way, you got a solution of what you're going to do and what you're going to continue in, from the highest to the lowest, whatever, whatever it might be, that you have your way and that, that you're going to continue in it. You're not going to let anybody stop you from your dream. You're not going to let anybody stop you from the goal that you've set for you, your family, or what have you. But you don't realize that you're still committing sins. That in that mindset, you're still going against the Heavenly Father. So now in verse 8, this is what it reads. In verse 8, it says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth. Now, we know this from when this was prophesied. When Amos first gave this, true enough, it was prophesied against 
Israel, the nation of Israel. Uh, back before the, uh, uh, just after the Assyrian captivity, right? Just after the Assyrian captivity. But we know that it, this scripture can't be talking about then at that time because the state of Israel is still here. Tel Aviv is still here. Jerusalem is still here. Samaria is still here in the year 2022. Whereas the prophecy is what? Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth. Israel, the country, the cities, the place, the rivers, is still here. So this scripture can't be referring to back then, even though the people were destroyed, but the place still remained. It's become a habitation of devils. It's become um, invaders. Are, are trying to, the Gentiles are trying to steal up and down in our land. The Israelites aren't. As a nation, we're not there, but the land and the land mass and the places is still there. So this prophecy is saying that the, Lord, the eyes of the Lord God are upon the sinful kingdom. This sinful kingdom that's become the hold of every unclean and hateful spirit, the, the, hold, the cage of every unclean and hateful bird, the habitation of devils, is this place that Revelation refers to as Babylon the Great. That is the most sinful kingdom on the planet Earth, and that, yes, it's going to be destroyed from off the face of the Earth. That's why if we went back and continue reading Revelation 18 and verse 4, the reverse too about Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and become a habitation of devils. Um, uh, the hold of every uh, foul spirit in the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. It goes on to say, um, behold, in verse 4, behold, I heard, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of her that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. That there, there's definitely going to be a plague that God's going to, the ultimate plague that God's going to send is going to be the destruction of Babylon the Great. Uh, it, that's going to be the Armageddon that everybody's familiar with. Um, or what the church called the rapture. That yes, that, that, this place is going to be wiped out. It's going to be like, like Sodom and Gomorrah was wiped off the face of the earth, were destroyed off the face of the earth. That's going to be um, the Purple Mountains Majesties, the Amber Ways of Grain, um, that's going to be wiped off the face of the earth, right? whose smoke is going to rise forever according to, according to biblical prophecies. All right? So, again, in Amos chapter 9, verse 8, it says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob saith the Lord, that yes, there's going to be a remnant of, of, of Israelites that are going to be saved from the destruction of Babylon the Great. And that's Revelation chapter, chapter 11, uh, verse, verse 6 down, that there's going to be a remnant that's going to be um, saved and delivered from the destruction of Babylon the Great. All right? Um, when we go put other scriptures together, this will be called the one-third. One-third of Israel is going to be saved from this destruction. 
uh, that is going to take place upon Babylon, Babylon the Great, which according to Revelation chapter 18, it's only going to take one hour from sea to shining sea, from coast to coast, it's only going to take one hour uh, for the besom of destruction to, to, to finally be rid of this place. So trying to put all this together, brothers and sisters, I know it's a lot. Coming back now to Isaiah 15, verse 2, it says, Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness, that every day we're looking for justice in this place, but we're not looking for God's justice. We're looking for the way I'm doing things to be the right way of, the right way of doing things. That from Romans chapter 10, verse, uh, we, was, we was headed there, weren't we? I know right now it's going to be a little bit jumbled. It's going to sound a little jumbled. It might be a little hard to, to, to follow. Give me one second. Give, give me a little bit to, to, to walk through this, okay? So now Romans chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. That our zeal of God and what salvation is and what righteousness is, is not based on God's knowledge. Our idea of, of things that are right in the world or things that are, are wrong is not given to us by scripture. It's given to us by our feelings or us being programmed by, by the media, whether it's, it's uh, television, whether it's videos, um, social media, or whether it's in the music, that the, the, our idea, ideas of righteousness doesn't come from the scriptures and God's word. It comes from every other outward source that, and everything that, that, that attaches itself to our feelings is where we get our sense of righteousness from. If it feels right to us based on the environment we live in, not based on God's scriptures, God's law, God's word, God's commandments, God's way of doing things is based on how I feel about a situation, how I feel about whatever might be taking place. If I feel like smoking is, 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 is a way of dealing with stress, if I feel like smoking cigarettes is a way of dealing with stress, then that's right to me. That obviously I'm stressed out. So what have I found to be right to deal with my stress? Let me smoke some cigarettes. If I feel that for me to deal with stress or deal with my situations, the persecution, the afflictions, or the lifestyle I grew up in, and deal with this, I'm going to smoke crack. I'm going to smoke uh, uh, fentanyl. And I'm going to surround myself with other people that do the same thing. And to us, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with me that this is the way we have found to be right for us to cope with and deal with the stresses of life. This is now right to us because this is how we feel. Uh, pornography. That for me to deal with my stress, that I'm going to find some comfort that to me, there's nothing wrong with this. So I'm, 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 I'm going to engage in this because this is what I find to be right for me to deal with life. I'm a foodie. So this is what I found right for me to deal with the issues, the stresses, the pressures of life. 
And on, on the other side, I'm a workout demon, literally a demon, that the way I deal with any and all stress in my life, I hit the gym. Where another person might hit the bottle, another person might hit a cigarette or a blunt or, or a pipe or, or some tinfoil folded up and smoking that fentanyl, whatever it is, that's what they do. Another person hits the smoker and they're smoking chicken and beef and, 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 and hamburger and hot dogs and, and, and a smoker and a grill or whatever. Me, I'm hitting the gym. And I'm going to perfect my body. I'm going to get my body to, to I'm obsessed with, with sculpting my body. Because this is how I deal with my stress. Cool. In each one of these, these, these examples, everybody's finding their way of righteousness that's got nothing to do with how God says deal with what, of what God says is right. All right? So in verse 2, again, in Romans chapter 10, verse 2, it says, Five better than record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. When we match this scripture with Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, God, God confesses that his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, that we don't know him. When we read verse 1, that one of the controversies in Hosea chapter 4, verse 1, that God has with the Israelites, with, with people, is that there's no knowledge of God in the land. We really don't know God because we don't know God's word. We really don't know these scriptures to really understand how God has put things together. We really don't know. So we go about and we establish things that we feel is right based on our environment, not knowing God, not knowing his word, not knowing his scriptures. Verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and again, the word ignorant means what? being untaught when it comes to God's righteousness, it says, and going about to establish their own righteousness. I ain't been taught, so a child left himself, I just got to figure out what works for me. I got I to go through what feels good, what is right for me, because I don't really know God's righteousness. For they going about, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That we, we, that we still, in being bathed in the American mentality, the American doctrine, the American education system, the American uh, way of living, that we have been ignorant to God's righteousness. So in Isaiah 10, 58, verse 2, it says, we seek God daily. We're seeking some type of release. We're seeking some type of, of, of escape. We're seeking some type of, of salvation daily and again from from the smoking of cigarettes to to binge watching tv or, or streaming um sports or, or 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 pornography to 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 drugs to and again we 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 know uh working out releases what endorphins hormones drugs dopamine where, where we get the word dope from that you 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 take your your body to the, to the limit, to where it releases that dopamine, to where you're living on dope, and you get that euphoria. No different than anybody who might smoke crack, or take that that hit of fentanyl, or or or, or weed, or, or or taste that drink of alcohol, whatever it might be. That I'm 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 finding some release. I'm finding some type of salvation, something that makes me feel good. So daily we be seeking for for things that make us feel good. 
to help escape the, 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 the pressures, the trials, and the things of life. It says, um, and glad to know uh, my, my ways as a nation that did righteousness. And we want to act like, and we get mad and upset. Let me say it more properly. We get mad, upset, depressed, frustrated that we follow what somebody told us to follow, that this is the right way of doing things. That forever it is, whoever it is that we looked up to, that we figured they had the keys, the keys, the keys, the keys. We figured they had the answers to whatever we might be going through, and their answers fell. And but we followed it to the T. If it was, it was, if it was going to school and becoming a, a, a uh, and getting good grades and going to college, that now I might get a good job, and you still are subject to racism. You you become an entrepreneur. You jump out of school, become an entrepreneur, and you still get subject to racism. Um, uh, tax evasions or, or uh, coupling with the wrong person. That is still no escape. Even though you did everything you saw somebody else do. You followed, them to, you followed their bl- blueprint. You followed them to the T and you're still not happy. It still, it still ain't working. And we get frustrated because we follow righteous. We follow what they said was right, but it still doesn't work. It says, um, as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinances of their God. They ask of, of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. And as we followed all these other ways, remember Christ told us in Matthew 24, that there's going to be many, uh, be many false Christs that shall arise in, in the last days. If we look at the word Christ, the word Christ means anointed. To be anointed means you're chosen. All right? So when it says there's going to be many false Christs, many false anointed, or many false um, chosen, that if you want to get out of debt, follow this way of doing things. If you want to get out, uh, uh, out of, out of, if you're dealing with depression and you're dealing with this, that, and the third, you need to do this and, and follow this and 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 take heed to these, these instructions and, and buy this book and juice these 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 um, these fruits and vegetables. Um, if you want to uh, escape some type of medical condition you have, you got to do this, this, that, and the third. Um, you need to. Uh, you need money. You need to sue. You need to do this, do that. Everybody's got all these plans and ideas about how to get happiness and it doesn't work. And then the first thing we want to do is we want to get mad at God. That is now somebody is showing us through the scriptures, God's law. And then we realize that we have actually been breaking God's law. We realize that we've actually been going against God, even though with our, in our heart of hearts, in our soul of souls, we feel we've been doing the right thing. I've, I've only been dealing with the hand I, uh, I'm playing with the hand I've been dealt. I'm doing the best I could I'm, uh, with, with what I have. I'm just trying to survive. And to find out now that, that all those things were wrong when it comes to the God of the Bible, when it comes to God's law, and we will be very frustrated. We'll be very angry. We'll be very depressed. And, and the first thing we'll say is, I've tried this. I've done this. 
I was told by, by this person, I was told by this, I was told by society to be like this, to think like this, to act like this, to, to set this up, to put this together, and I'm still not happy. I, and and it's, still not, it's, still, it's still not working. I'm checking out some of Mike Tyson's posts on TikTok. And he says through boxing, he made over $400 million as a boxer. And that over about a 15-year period, he lost all of it. Over a 15-year period, he lost $400 million over a 15-year period. But you talk to him now, and he, he, he's definitely building his, 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 rebuilding his empire, his financial empire, based on drugs, cannabis, mushrooms, shrooms, uh, psychedelics. Um, but he says that even when he had the, 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 at the height of his boxing career, with the, the types of, the, the amount of money that he had coming from Brownsville, New York, a straight ghetto of, 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 of ghettos, that having all that money, buying women uh mike said he's, he's pretty much experienced just about every vanilla disease that there is to experience uh and that he was an animal he was a pig he was he was he was a monster and that he he was able to partake in every creature comfort available to mankind that he was able to partake in it. he was able to 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 Tasted, but he says that he never had happiness. That you would think that with everything he that he had access to, with the amount of money that he did that he made and spent, he says that even with all that he never had happiness. We see him with Robin Gibbons. We see what happened with that shit. That you would think that you got the, a beautiful wife. Robin Gibbons was the Holly Berry before there was Holly Berry. Robin Gibbons was bad. Smart, educated, and a celebrity. But damn, y'all got all this money. You got what, what, what the America has said should make every person happy. Didn't happen. Yeah, with all that he had, he never had happiness. And now he claims he's happy now. But again, how much rooms you, are you? Are you? Consuming. How much cannabis and weed and hemp are you consuming? That now you're happy? Nope. That's still a false happiness. So now we're in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 3, and it says, Wherefore have we fasted? So this is how God is looking at things from God's perspective, how we come to him. That we followed all these other ways of what's supposed to give happiness. Remember, it said in Isaiah 47 and 6, we've been polluted. That our minds and our filters and what we're looking at has been dirtied. It's filthy. But we've still followed all these different ways. From civil rights movement, my marches, to, to uh, becoming the Frank Lucases or, or the um, uh, uh, Highway Rickies or Freeway Rickies. Um, becoming rappers and moguls and entrepreneurs and, and everything we, that we've done, whether it's through education, uh, the academic education, or whether it's through street 
knowledge, education. We've done it all, but we still ain't happy, especially as a nation, not just as individuals, as a nation. And now we come to God, and Isaiah said 50, verse 3, we come to God, and it says, wherefore have we fasted? Say right? What have I done all the sacrificing I've done for? You know, some of the, 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 a lot of the greatest sports movies um, and sports stories that we hear, or the tragic sports stories that we hear, is how somebody put all their, their hopes and dreams and, and effort into playing some type of professional sports. That that professional sport was going to be the key to getting their, 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 their family out the ghetto, out of that small, small one, two bedroom house that this sports is going to be the way to do it. So I didn't pay, a person didn't pay attention to the, the school. Um, they didn't really pay attention to, to academics. 100% was forward into, into that sport. They get to college. It's their last year of college, and they pull an ACL. They tear the MCL. Whatever career that was, it's over right there and right there. But how much sacrificing did it, did it, did it was, was, was partook in? How many AAU meets? How many, how many, um, uh, how many nights on, a, on, on, that, on that court or on that field so that you can hone your skills? How much time was dedicated to the food you ate, to your exercise regime? Because sports was going to be your ticket out for men and for women. And a quote-unquote freak injury, something happens, now that's done. I'm using that for an example here. Isaiah 15 verse 3 says, wherefore have we fasted? I've been, I've been sacrificing. I've been, I've, I've been going without. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And it didn't work. Say they. And I'll see it's not. God, don't you see how much, how much it, this meant to me? God, don't you see what I dedicated myself to and how much it meant to me? And you took it from me? That's what we say. That's how we blame God. You took it from me? Why, God? I didn't see what was wrong with it. I didn't realize that a lot of things I was doing was against you, but I didn't see nothing wrong with it. You had to, I didn't have I didn't deserve to go through this. It says, Wherefore have we afflicted our souls and thou takest uh, no knowledge? Behold, it says that God we, we come to God like, I've sacrificed, I've suffered, I've, I've been through all this, and God, you act like, like I ain't did nothing. God, I don't get credit for something. I don't get credit for something. I'm not going to acknowledge or even recognize that I did, that at least I tried. And it's like, you don't, you don't see it? You don't care? It says, behold, this is, not, this is God's reply to that. Behold, in the day of, of your fast, you find pleasure. That whatever it is that, that, that we're sacrificing for, it's not for God. It's for our own pleasure. If it's that, sports, that person in sports, they're, they're not doing all them hard workouts and all that, all that strenuous um, training that they're doing for God's glory. That's being done for their pleasure. 
That's being done for them to consume upon their own lust. That's not for God. Because it wasn't done the way God wants things done. It wasn't done following his commandments. You followed the workout, the workout regime of Michael Jordan, of Kobe. You follow the, 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 the religious antics of, of T.D. Jakes. You follow the religious antics of, of Deion Sanders. You didn't do it following God's commandments that you're going to give glory to God. One thing I never hear celebrities, and this is me, and I'm, I'm not saying I listen to every celebrity, so, so one thing I, I really haven't heard, I haven't heard where a celebrity says, Because of this scripture, this is why when I applied the scripture when I didn't want to, this is why God worked with me. I hear all day them say, once they quote unquote made it, got some type of money or, or, or whatever, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. I hear a lot of sayings like that. But I don't never hear him talking about this scripture right here. I never hear them quoting and putting it together a string of scriptures of dealing with God's will. I'll hear all of them talk about believing yourself. But I don't hear them saying, and they'll scream all day um, if it went for God, first and foremost, without Jesus, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be doing these things. Come on, you, you, you got an Academy Award for lying or for, 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 for having sex with, with, on film with the guy who killed your husband. And now you want to thank Jesus? You exploit, you got naked on film for, for the whole world to see you naked. And you think Jesus really, really open the doors for you to get an Academy Award? Do you really think that's how Jesus did things, does, does things? You can't Academy Award for being one of the, the, the most ruthless drug dealers and corrupt cops ever? And you're going to fix your lips to say that God is the one who got you there? How about thou shalt not lie? Well, I wasn't lying. I was acting. No, that was, I was lying. But you want to attribute that to that God did that. No. You suffered and sacrificed and did the things you've done for your own pleasure. You didn't suffer and, and, and afflict yourself for God's pleasure. This is what we do. We go through things, and then we, we, we're ready to get into the ultimate negotiation with God. Okay, God, if I do this, you got to do this. Okay, God, I'm only going to do this if you're going to give me this. And if I don't get what I want and my heart's desire, then God, I don't know if I'm going to believe in you. I ain't going to be your friend, that little childish mentality. I ain't going to be your friend. Hey, if you, if you let me play with that toy, I'll be your friend. So 
God's reply to us is, behold, Isaiah chapter 58 verse 3, behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. And we'd be ready to give a list of all the sacrifices and all things that we're doing that God should be acknowledging to give us what we want, to give us our pleasure. Remember in, in James, brothers and sisters, remember that in James? And I'm down to 10 minutes left. Cool. I'm not going to beat myself up. Um, James chapter 4, verse 2. It says, ye lust and have not. Meaning that we have desires, but it never seems like we ever get the things that we want. The things that, 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 that we find pleasure, happiness, or what we consider to be love. It says, ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have. I'm out here sacrificing, busting my butt, doing this, doing that, because there's something I desire. There's something that I want. It says, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. Yet you have not, because you ask not. And for some people, that's true. No, you, you never ask God if, if, if this is what he wanted you to have. You just had it in your mind that that's what you wanted, and you weren't going to let nobody stop you from getting what you want. Because of a feeling you had. But you didn't ask God if, if, if this is what he wanted for you. We'll, we'll, try, we'll kind of throw that little, yeah, God, we like will. Can I please have, have $6 million? God, if we have will, you know, can, can, I, have, can I have the, the, the most prettiest woman in the world? Can I have the perfect man? God, if it be your will? Come on. The most beautiful woman? God says in the scriptures, don't seek a woman for her beauty. So is this about your pleasure or God's pleasure? Oh, God, I want a good man. Okay. Good according to who and what? Do you really want a good man in God's eyes or a good man in your eyes or your mama's eyes or your cousin's eyes? Good according to whose definition of good? Just give some examples, right? Verse 3. Then he says, you ask and receive not. So you might be asking, you're praying every day for this praying every day for that, praying, 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 sacrificing for the things that you want. And says so you still don't get it. He says, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. You ask for the wrong thing. You're not asking for the right thing. Don't I deserve to be happy? Yeah. You deserve to be happy if you do it the way God wants it done. If you adjust your mind, cleanse your, cleanse your mind to see what God calls happiness and good and beautiful and rich. It says, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. That is, it, we as a nation, we, it's still about I'm only doing the things I'm doing so I can get what I want out to do. 
it's not really for your glory, God. It's not for really because I'm really doing it the way you want it done. I'm doing it so it can be about me. And so now I can accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. I can do the things and reach the goals that I want to reach. This ain't about your will at all. Verse four, going back now to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 4. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of, of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as you do this day, to make your voice uh, to be heard on high. Uh, those type of sacrifices, he's not really dealing with. But it's just about your pleasure, our pleasure. Verse 5. Is it such a fast that I have chosen? a day for a man to afflict his soul is not to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes uh, under him? Would they call this a fast and an acceptable day unto the Lord? So he's saying that when we partake in the Day of Atonement and, we, and we're fasting, a lot of times we're motivated a person will be motivated not to eat, not to drink for for that particular day, because they are only thinking about themselves. And mind me for a second. I'm only thinking about I'm doing this for God because there's something I want out of the deal. So I'll go through the day of atonement and I won't eat anything, I won't drink anything. I'm gonna suffer, I'm gonna flip myself. But I'm still having an expectation that for me doing this, God's gonna do something for me. I, I kept the law. I did what you said. I figured my soul. I didn't eat for a drink for the whole day. So now give me what I want. So guys, ask the question. Do you really think that, that, that that's really what, what God's after? And yeah, we went through the classes. I ain't going to lie. Yes. And going through the classes, that, that, that was proper. That was the first time ever doing it. But it, there's more to it. Reading on now, Isaiah 15, verse 6. It says, and not just the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness and undo the heavy, the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke. And so we can find this, this one. Um, Um, but is, how many of y'all are familiar with um, I was looking for a scripture at the same time I was, I was coming up with that statement. Give me one second. Um, In Matthew chapter 18, 
that, and that's what I was trying to what I was thinking about, y'all. Have y'all ever heard of the year of Jubilee? The year of Jubilee is every seven years. Right? Is every seven years that was given to us when we came out of Egypt, as we, as we were coming to the Promised Land. And the year of Jubilee, just to paraphrase it and, and, and put it in the book as close as as possible, that if somebody owes you a debt, uh, particularly if a Hebrew, another Israelite owed you a debt, and they haven't have not paid the debt back in in um, when the Jubilee comes up, right? Um, that we were to release or forgive them of the debt, right? Uh, let it go. Just like we had the Day of Atonement, where every year our sins will be forgiven with the scapegoat, and they, 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 our sins will be released with that scapegoat, and that be brought back up, that in the same way towards one another, we're supposed to honor and celebrate the, the, the year of Jubilee. That somebody, uh, another Hebrew, another Israelite owes you a debt for whatever reason. If they haven't paid it back by the time the Jubilee comes up, um, let it go. And then it says that if we're in the sixth year and the next, the next year is Jubilee and somebody needs to borrow something from us, that it says, and it's to our wicked mind, man, next year is Jubilee. If you don't pay me back, I'm never going to get it back. So I'm not going to give it to you because all you can claim is, well, Jubilee's here. So you ain't got to pay me back anyway. So I'm going to withhold from giving it to you because uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be paid for a sucker. I ain't going to be paid for a fool. And I'm going to hold that against you. That's the presence. I'm, 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 the fact that I'm holding this grudge against you, the fact that I'm, 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 I'm keeping you in a prison of my mind, that you ain't shit, you ain't this, you ain't that, uh, and you did this to me and you offended me or you harmed me or, or, or do whatever. Um, so I'm not going to ever forgive you. I'm going to hold this, hold the offense against you. And again, normally the offense is um, you didn't give me my, you didn't let me do what I wanted to do. All right, that you didn't let me do what I wanted to do. So you offended me. You spoke to me a certain way. You, you talked to me a certain way. Um, uh, you ignored me this time. You did that, whatever. So I was offended, and now I'm never going to forgive you for how you offended me. That 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 you knew what you was doing. You did it on purpose, and now I'm I'm, I'm never going to forgive or forget what you ever did to me. Don't you realize that you have become the oppressor? Now, we'll read Matthew chapter 18. We'll read Matthew chapter 18. It says, um, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, I'm going to kind of go through this quick. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. It says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother uh, sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Verse 22. Jesus said unto him, I say unto you, unto thee, 
uh, until seven times. I say not until he, until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a a certain man, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, he was uh, he was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his lord commanded him that he should be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had and payment uh, to be made that however you this man acquired 10,000 talents a 10,000 talent debt I've gone through these numbers before let me try to pull this up I know we just came across a two-hour mark but I'm gonna keep going just for a little bit in Matthew chapter 18 I'm just trying to get how much this is in today's money. Still here. Oh, this is going to be a little difficult, y'all. We'll have to get there later. How am I going to get to this? It says, um, so the, the, the servant owed 10,000 talents to this king. Uh, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So we're seeing that, that from this amount that, you, that, that was owed, you're about to lose everything. We're going to sell your wife. And again, we have to understand the laws of jubilees. To understand why a man's wife could be sold and his children could be sold. If this Lord or this, this master had given the servant a wife and he had kids with his wife, then according to the law, since the master gave this particular servant, a Hebrew servant, this wife, a, a wife and they had kids, then the those that the the wife and kids well not even he was a servant you know the wife and those kids belong to that servant to that master and now when it came time to free this this this, this person if they wanted to to it was a time of jubilee and they wanted to leave cool you can leave but you can leave your wife and kids now it's different from the slavery that, that we serve here in America. That uh, that the slavery that so-called white people put us through. It, it wasn't nothing like that. That we had certain laws concerning how we had to deal with our servants. Um, 
that many of our servants, because because how we, they were dealt with, they wanted to remain our servants, even as the, the, the time had been fulfilled of whatever debt that they might have owed or what have you. So what would be done if, if they decided they wanted to remain a servant? They would go to a tree and we would take an awl and we would bore a hole through their ear and they would, they would swear a servitude to us for a lifetime. And I'm only imagining that there had to be some type of, of, of earring or, or signet that was put through the ear that it would say that, that this person has now given themselves to be the servant of this household uh, for the rest of his life. And that he wanted to stay with his wife and kids and his children uh, that, that was provided in, in the household and the lifestyle that he was now given. Un, un, totally unlike uh, the American slavery that, that, we, that we had to suffer through. So that's another point I want to get to. I want to get to, um, Verse 26, the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Verse 27, then the Lord of, of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. So the, the Lord of this servant, just because the servant asked, please, have some patience with me, have some mercy, and I'll tell you everything. This Lord said, all right, you know what? Because you asked, I'm going to free you from everything. I forgave the debt. You don't owe me nothing. That was for 10,000 talents. Now, meditate the agent, verse 28. But the same servant went out and found, found one of his fellow servants, which owed him 100 pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owest. Now, the comparison of, of 10,000 talents to 100 pence, a talent, a, a talent, if I remember correctly, is like, uh, I'm gonna just look it up real quick. Okay, it says, I just went to a Google search about uh, 10,000 talents in, in, in dollars. It says, but the magnitude of God's uh, forgiveness means that Peter must forgive even significant uh, debt owed him uh, by others. Now, realize that 10,000 talents is... Remember, it says, realize that 10,000 talents is 200,000 years of labor. It is 60 million working days. In modern money, it is $3.48 billion. And this from November 2015. This from November 3rd, 2015 that 10,000 talents in November of 2018, of 2015, 
10,000 towers would be the equivalent of three, $3.48 billion that this servant owed this, 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 this master, this Lord, the equivalent of three and a half billion dollars. And because he asked, he was forgiven. Now let's do hundred pence, P E N C E. A hundred pence will be the equivalent of a dollar and ten cents. <laughs> I wish I could make this up. Y'all look it up. Y'all look it up. Y'all please look it up. A hundred pence is worth a dollar and ten cents. So this this particular servant owed his master. $3.48 billion, but his fellow servant owed him a dollar and 10 cents. And he took his fellow servant by the throat, saying, pay me what thou owest. When we read in Isaiah chapter 58, it says, is it not to let the oppressed go and to free the prisoners? We'll take some of the most petty shit and want to hold it against somebody. Then in God's eyes is the equivalent of a dollar and ten cents. But yet what we owe the most high is three point four eight billion dollars. But we want to sit here and 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 play the victim so much and play on how we've been offended so much. Then in God's eyes, your fellow servant, he only owes you a dollar and ten cents. And you can hold that against him, but I freed you from $3.48 billion debt. And you mad, bro? Verse 29. And his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience, uh, and his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. The same words were said to him that he said to the master. Verse 30. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should, have, till he should pay the debt. You owe me, and I'm not going to hold it against you until you pay me, until I feel that you pay me back every offense that you've ever offended me about. Everything you've ever done, I'm going to hold this against you until until it's made right because I've been offended. Forget that I owe the master and was let go of $3.48 billion debt. I'm gonna throw you in prison and hold this against you until you come up with my dollar and 10 cents. Verse 31. So when, when, the fellow, when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told, told unto their Lord all that was done. 
verse 32, then his Lord, after that he had called, called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all, the, all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had compassion, had pity on thee? And the Lord was wroth, and delivered him unto the tormentors, till he should pay all that was uh, due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. That, again, for the Day of Atonement, it's a good thing for a person to, to participate in the Day of Atonement. But don't let it be from a very selfish reason. The only reason you did it was, was so you can get something out the deal and, and fail to realize that by you doing this, that the Father's willing to forgive you for, for, for past transgressions, then now maybe you should let go of past transgressions and offenses that you've been offended by. That if, if in the sacrificing of going through the Day of Atonement, I didn't eat anything, I didn't drink anything for that 24-hour period, but you're still going to hold on to offenses and things that, that you've experienced against somebody, then don't, don't make the fast that you, that you experienced, that you went through, don't make it null and void. Don't make it null and void. All right, so with that, brother, I'm, I'm going to end it there. And I'm not going to visit, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to visit this David Thomas thing again. We could go further with it, but I'm probably going to just make a, forg go into a forgiveness class. Most likely that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into a, a, a forgiveness class. Um, what's going on here? Have I been logged up? No, let me see. All right, cool. But this is, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to shut down this, this episode of, of, this, of this class. Um, thank you, everybody, who, who did tune in. Um, remember, we are in the third day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, uh, here in Texas, uh, we are gathered together uh, uh, at a uh, at a camp, a camp campgrounds uh, just outside of Katy, Texas. Um, we invite y'all to, to join us uh, there. Go to isbhpk.com. Uh, you see the events. It says Feature Tabernacles. Uh, you can do uh, um, log in to the website and then you can, uh, leave an RSVP uh, to to, uh, to to partake in the Feature Tabernacles. Uh, we'll, we're getting together on Sunday and Monday, the last the last uh, days of Tabernacles, you, you can join us out there where the San Antonio camp and the, uh, the Houston camp and probably some members from the Virginia and Rochester camp are coming down so we can fellowship and, and, and convocate on these days. I know in Albuquerque, the brother Aisha White Desire most definitely is doing the Feast of Tabernacles. And I, I always love going to that one. When I'm in Albuquerque, I do love going out there. because he, he, um, Especially now that Aisha's got some land 
up in the mountains. I'm not sure which mountains he's got it in. Um, I can only imagine that that must be a very spirited and, and um, uh, an experience. Uh, that's, that's a, that, that brother right there is, is definitely into the into the um, into the outdoors and, and that whole that whole camp style of, uh, living and being back to nature, being close to the Most High. So uh, please give that brother ice. You never be in the Albuquerque area. to want to experience uh, that, that camping out there um, on his land. All right, he actually has some land um, where you can experience the tabernacles with him out there. I'm sure you won't, won't have a problem with that. So with that, again, there's not going to be a class tomorrow afternoon, or tomorrow morning or afternoon. Um, but we should be able to come back on Friday um, uh, for Barnabas class on Friday. All right. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank you all for tuning in. And with that, my name is Mashaba. Shalom. Shema Yeah. Uh-huh.